Welcome to Marvel Champions Podcast, a podcast about Marvel Champions, the card game. I am your host, Scott, and with me as always, my co-host, Ryan. It is good to be back. All right, Ryan, I think today is going to be a fun little episode. It's going to be called, uh, Don't Forget to Tip the Player, or Tip the Player, something like that. And we're we're still uh, fishing around for the right phrase for the for the podcast name or not podcast name but the episode name. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> we we had tossed around a few different ones, and uh, it's still a work in progress. But we didn't want that to stop us from getting out some good content. So with tip the player, we want to talk about a couple of tips that have helped us as we've went along our journey with Marvel Champion. And this could be if you're new, if you're first starting out, uh, you haven't played in a while, picking it back up. I know the X-Men kind of relit a fire for some people. and uh, Or if you play all the time and just like to refresh yourself on some tips and tricks, I think this will be a good little episode. Yeah, and, th- and these aren't like expert player awesome tips these are just solid tips to always keep in mind when you're playing the game kind of thing yeah just to kind of make them more fun because um you know if we direct it a little more towards the if you're more of a novice player it can be a little overwhelming or frustrating at times as you're getting into the game oh yeah for sure and that's exactly what my tip is going to be about so you mind if i start off no feel free you can uh, right. tip us off. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> um, so my tip for the players is understand the scenario. And what I mean by that is understanding who you're playing, who you're playing against, and the nuances of the game. So, first thing to consider is are you playing true solo with only one hero or are there multiple heroes? Cause that does kind of affect how you should build a deck or which hero you make and what villain to face and how difficult it's going to be. Cause I'm sure we've all, if you've uh, played Marvel champions have gone through a rhino scenario where he all of a sudden gets an advance and the game ends instantly. Um, so it's it's situations like that where you want to kind of understand the cards you're playing with. Um, and so along with that is what villain you're playing against. Are you playing against a villain that's heavy minion or is a lot of big attacks or is all about thwart? And then who's the hero you're playing against that? If you're playing a hero or playing a villain that has tons of thwarting that needs to be done and you play as Valkyrie, you're going to have a good chance of losing. <laughs> so it's it's really just kind of understanding the the game you're wanting to play to prevent frustrations. Um I I think that really is a is a key in just starting off on just a fun experience of Marvel Champions rather than a frustrating experience of Marvel Champions. So let me ask you a question. Do you, as a player, typically like to pick your villain first and then have your hero kind of geared towards what that villain is trying to accomplish? 
Or do you pick your hero first and then try and pick a villain that's either going to be successful or really be a challenge for you? I think it's evolved as I've played the game. Um, I think in general, if uh, if there isn't like a new hero um, out or anything, I would generally choose the villain and then I'll choose the hero that I think would be the most fun. Um, so, for example, I probably am not going to play um, Collector 2 with a hero that doesn't thwart very well because that's what that scenario is all about. It's about thwarting, and it just wouldn't be fun to play a hero that just struggles. Maybe that's a challenge for some people, and by all means, go for it. But for me, I'm, I'm about having fun, not necessarily the massive challenge of beating every villain with every hero, with every aspect, at every difficulty level. Um, but I, I definitely have had times where I've thought of deck ideas and I'm like, oh, I want to try this. I think this will be a villain that I'd be fun against. Um, and I think we, normally when we play, we generally find the villains that we gravitate towards. And we just kind of, sometimes we've done random heroes and that's been fun. It's also been frustrating. <laughs> so it really, really determines or really depends on how we're feeling and, and where we're at. But it's always on my mind of, if I'm going to play this villain or I'm going to be this hero, I don't want a villain or hero that's going to just make it unfun. Hence why we don't play Ronin very often. <laughs> yeah, I think with me and you, we usually try and like look at how much time do we have or um, what are we trying to accomplish? Like, a, Are we just going to have a fun pickup game? Or what I especially like is when a new expansion box comes out. We are very like serious focused when we're playing through that the first time. Like we're trying to to beat it and go through each scenario and really focus in on that that new experience that we haven't had before. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's times where we're just like, mm, I only got like 45 minutes to an hour. Let's just do this quick game and go pick a random kind of pre-made deck with a hero that I've been thinking about and just, just run with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think because you and me play, most of our games are just you and me. Um, we can balance each other. So if you want to play a hero that's very aggressive and, and attack, and I can be a more thwart-type hero, and, it, and at that point it almost doesn't matter what villain we, we play against, we balance each other, which balances the game. Um, but I, it, it can be frustrating when you have a favorite hero and they're, they're kind of a niche hero that's not very good at a certain thing, and that can make it difficult to play the game. Like, I'm sure a lot of like Thor fans, um, I think that as a hero, I think he's can be really fun. He's very strong, but he can be frustrating for more thwart centered scenarios or true solo for some players yeah and i think that's part of the fun with the game too is mm -hmm. for, for me is can i kind of take that challenge you know and there's all sorts of different guys out there that will take somebody and then you know show off an amazing deck and an amazing game and it's really cool to watch um and then there's sometimes you play a character and they just 
do not click with with you or your playstyle. I think that has a little bit to do with it too. Is not every hero is for every player. Yep, absolutely. Um, we've definitely have encountered that. Like for me, I think Black Widow's cool. Um, but for some reason, I've never been able to have her work for me. But like Miss Marvel, I've had her be amazing and I really like her. She's one of my favorites. And she just, she clicks. Her deck just clicks for me. So my player like that, or my character, that no matter how many times I've tried to play, it's just been a miserable experience. And I just wanted to like swoosh the game off into the trash can. <laughs> is is Star-Lord. Ugh, oh. I cannot make Star-Lord work ever. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what the, the beauty of the game too is. I know a lot of people that like Star Lord. Like I don't mind Star Lord. Um but that risk reward I think a lot of people like. But I mean if you don't like him, go to the next hero, play them and it all it'll all work out in the end. Yeah, that's exactly you know, I am a pseudo completionist, so obviously I got him and I've played him, but he's one that collects a lot of dust in my in my box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's a that's my tip is just understand your scenario and make sure you're not making yourself frustrated by the heroes and villains you're choosing. Just you know, it's it's okay to experiment and stuff. That's how you learn the game, but just just understanding that if you're not winning with Hulk or with um Star Lord or Black Widow, maybe change a hero, change the villain, and and try to make it work um, by just practicing and seeing what you're you're good at and what you like, and there you go. And and after a couple cycles, they could have new cards that may help them, mm-hmm. and you might revisit them and have a totally different experience. So that's some good advice. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I think there's a lot of heroes that have haven't been as good um but with newer cards they've they've been able to turn around where they're more playable and more enjoyable for sure all right so my tip and i think mine's going to be a little more focused on newer players um obviously can help all of us because sometimes we think we know uh, but sometimes we we don't uh and that is to read the card or read a status card the way it's printed um and don't be afraid to like have the um quick start guide or rules right there next to you to truly understand what um an icon means or the phrasing of something because uh, i think sometimes we can think we know what a certain thing does but it doesn't really function the way we think it does. Um, so like the first one for me when I first started um, was like a stunned or a confused and in like reading the card. So it says the next time this character would attack, discard this status card instead. Uh, and that can work off of a hero or a villain. And I think sometimes with a villain it's easy to get confused on what an activation means for them and how that interacts with stun. Um, 
how when they are stunned, they don't activate. Instead of activating, that stun is replacing that attack or a confuse with a thwart. Because even on the confused, it has both things. It has thwart and scheme. One thing the hero does, one thing the villain does. Um, some other things that I wanted to pull up are like what the different icons mean or some keywords like guard or uh, patrol. Like patrol, if I know it correctly, means that you can't thwart the main scheme, but it does not mean that you can't remove threat from the main scheme. Whereas I think the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, the exclamation. Crisis icon. Thank you. It it specifically says that threat cannot be removed from the main scheme. Right, right. So there's all those little kind of nuancey things, especially when you're starting. And it's a lot to remember. So why burden yourself trying to have a perfect memory when you just need to have those references right there with you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think if you play an entire game without making a single mistake, I think that's a miracle. There's just, there's always these little things. There's so much counters being thrown around, cards being played, um, different scenarios that are, or circumstances that are happening with the interaction between the villain and the the hero that you're you're gonna make small mistakes and that's okay right so like one we um we you know we'll admit it we played wrong um because you know they bring out they're always evolving the game uh was the amplify icon uh, oh that's yeah one where it it like adds one additional uh boost icon mm-hmm. to um to those encounter cards yep. but it specifically says that it's when it's for a boost card yeah i think we were playing scarlet witch and um uh we messed that one up because we thought when any of those cards were turned up um it was going to add one. So let me read what it says. It says amplify icon. It says the amplify icon represents various forces that are empowering or bolstering the villain. When a boost card is turned face up during an enemy activation, and it's even like bolded, add one additional boost icon to that card for each amplify icon in play. Um, So that really could affect how you play the game. So if you were playing it wrong, like we were, um, it made it almost a little easier um, because it made her, how many icons were on there. Or if it was one of those where it's like flip the card and do X additional damage based off the icons, it really wasn't adding that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's not the only one we've made for sure. Because you just, you you kind of just get into the the rut of the game and you just kind of just go with it instead of kind of referencing back to those rules and being like, you know, what? I need to, to check on this instead of just assuming. Um, so reading is important. And even like with player cards, I mean, we've had this discussion 
on a on one of our rules episodes where the way you read the hero card kind of determined about cost and if a stun would be would be interacted with it and so it's really important to kind of line by line sentence by sentence read the card yeah and um i think another one that it's like an interaction thing is understanding and knowing the difference between like a interrupt and a response and a forced interrupt and a forced response Mm -hmm. um and and almost like a hierarchy of sequencing on those like what gets priority what goes first those kind of things yeah i mean this this game is is complicated i mean it sounds easy um and and i guess if you take away all the keywords and all the those little things like response and stuff the game is pretty straightforward you play cards from your hand you deal damage you do some thwart and you do it until the villain's gone um and then the villain hurts you that's that's the bare bones of the game but when you add those responses and interrupts and traits and timing elements of all these things it it gets it becomes a lot especially for a new player yeah and i think i think it can be overwhelming and frustrating to where you just want to stop but my other advice with with like new players like that is even if you make mistakes just keep keep going because each game after that is just going to be that much easier for you and then as that easiness of the rules goes up the amount of fun you're going to start having is going to go up as well yeah for sure and it's always helpful to play with other players because they can help catch those those rules as well that you might miss or that they might miss and you catch kind of thing. That's happened plenty of times in our, in our games. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch some of the content creators and be like, "Mm, you did that sequencing wrong to myself. Obviously I'm not like calling them out, but I'm like, "Mm, you, you did that sequencing wrong. Like one, um, when you're like creating the villain, setting up the villain, the very last thing you do is shuffle in your obligations. Um, we, if you're playing a villain that makes you like discard something, like a, a claw, for example, you discard until you get a minion as part of his setup. If you put in your obligation too soon, you can discard that and you're technically making your game potentially a little easier. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just but, follow those player cards too. Those player reference cards um, are nice little kind of just step by step. Do one. Okay, I did everything on one. Do two. Did everything on two. Especially when it comes to, like the setup and villain stage and stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right, on man. Any other thoughts on that? Nope. Um, I was just, you were talking about the rules and all that, and it's like a 45 page document. So. Uh, nobody knows it all. Um, like you said, if you, if you're able to, you know, find somebody that plays, go to a game store that may sell the game and, um, find somebody to play with. Yeah. Um, the Facebook community is, is awesome. Everyone's always asking questions and, you know, 99% of the time, everybody's real cool about it and, and want to see people enjoy the game and get into the game. So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if you have the time, which 
Um, time is a very precious resource, but man, hey, if you're going to the bathroom, sit on that toilet, pop open the rules, and boom, you can just sit there and read. Yeah, I mean, you're on your phone anyways, right? <laughs> right, right. Might as well do something productive. There you go. So, well, cool. All right, well, hopefully uh, some of these tips um, help somebody out, or you just listen for some fun. Um and I hope you enjoyed this episode of uh, Don't Forget to Tip the Player. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can reach out to us at marvelchumpionspod at gmail.com. Feel free to send us any uh, content ideas or questions, something you'd like to hear us talk about. If you have a combo that you want us to uh, uh, feature, feel free to send that over our way, and we'll see what we can do about getting that into an episode all right ryan um let's uh let's wrap it up if you want to go from a chump to a champ listen to the marvel champions podcast see you take care